You're listening to Lane Powell Live, www.lanepowell.com. It wouldn't be a legal presentation if we didn't include a disclaimer. We want to note that the information provided in this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. All information, content, and materials available today are for general informational purposes only. Legislation and regulations are always subject to change, so we recommend that you always check with your legal counsel to ensure that any advice you receive is current. You'll find our full disclaimer at our website, lanepowell.com. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the debut of our firm podcast, Lane Powell Live. What is Lane Powell, you ask? We're a full-service Pacific Northwest law firm with offices in Seattle, Portland, and Anchorage, and a client network that spans across the U.S. and overseas. On our podcast, we'll break down the quickly evolving and often hard to decipher legislation that impacts our clients and their businesses the most. I'm Riley Moyer, associate here at Lane Powell in the Labor, Employment, and Benefits team. We all know that employee leave and accommodation programs can appear complicated and overwhelming, right? Now, add a global pandemic and a telecommuting workforce into the mix. Wowza. That's why we're dedicating today's show to one leave program in particular, Washington's Paid Family Medical Leave. Shareholder and co-chair of the firm's labor and employment team, Catherine Bradley, and associate Shirley Lowe Magnuson will share with us the core details of the program and answer the questions they receive most from HR professionals and employers. Today's content was originally aired in the fall 2020 Best Practices for Best Employers Labor and Employment webinar series. Let's jump right in and see what Catherine and Shirley have to say. Shirley and I have been living and breathing disability accommodation and leave management issues with our clients ever since this pandemic began. So what we'd like to do with you today is give you some tools and tips so that you can gracefully navigate through leave and disability issues in your workplace going to talk about Washington's new paid family and medical leave program. On this topic, I recognize that there are folks here joining us from other states. This is a really challenging law for Washington employers. Those of you in Oregon are going to be experiencing something similar in the coming months and years. Oregon has passed a law as well. California has a law that is somewhat similar, although differently administered. So I think this is a good educational piece for anybody who's going to be dealing with paid family and medical leave issues. The statistics on the new Washington program, which went into effect on January 1st, I think are really shocking. We had 10,000 applications submitted in the first two weeks in January. And for those of you who had employees seeking these benefits, you know that there were some real challenges because the processing times increased up to 11 weeks. ESD told us recently that they're currently averaging about two weeks to review and grant or deny those applications. So they're doing a good job of getting their case log uh, managed. Also really interesting, I think, is that they have 
paid out $375 million already under this program to over 85,000 Washington employees. And they received 110,000 applications through September. So a very large percentage of employees are qualifying for this leave. So who's eligible for leave under the Washington Paid Family and Medical Leave Act? Well, unlike other leave laws, it doesn't matter how long they've worked for your organization. What matters is how long they've worked for any Washington employer during the qualifying period. And they need to have worked 820 hours during that four of the last five completed calendar quarters. So very technical criteria that must be satisfied. The good news is that you don't have to determine whether they qualify, ESD will do that. Of course, this definition by its very nature would exclude those who are new to Washington State or those who haven't been working in Washington long enough. And the statute also has an exclusion for those employees who are covered by a collective bargaining agreement that has not been reopened or renegotiated since October 19 of 2017. So what are the qualifying reasons that an employee can take leave under the Washington Paid Family and Medical Leave Act? Well, they do replicate the federal FMLA to a large extent. So those of you who are familiar with that law should have no challenge here. The first category is family leave. So an employee could take it if they have a family member with a serious health condition. If they are bonding with their own child during the first year after birth or after placement of a foster child or adopting a child under the age of 18. And then that third category for family leave also replicates the federal FMLA for qualifying exigencies relating to military service. The second category is medical leave relating to the employee's own serious health condition. So much like the FMLA and the definition of serious health condition, by the way, is the same as the FMLA. And then the third category is the employee's serious health condition related to pregnancy. And that is its own category under the Washington statute. So how long the, the leave is for this particular employee will depend on which type of leave they're looking to take. So generally there's 12 weeks of paid family leave available and 12 weeks of paid medical leave. And if taken in combination, that adds up to a total of 16 weeks for both paid family and medical leave. And for pregnancy disability, the employee, if there is a qualifying serious health condition related to a pregnancy, then the employee may be entitled to two additional weeks for a total of 18 between the three types of leave. So how should employers notify employees of their eligibility um, or qualification under the PFML? There are multiple ways. The first is that employers are required to put a mandatory poster in their workplace. Um, and that poster, especially in the COVID working environment for employees that are onboarded uh, remotely, that poster and additional information needs to be disseminated by email. Um, additionally, when an employee is absent for family or medical leave reasons for more than seven consecutive days, then the employer must provide a written statement of the employee's rights to PFML within five business days. Both the employer notice and the poster are available from ESD and 
for your reference, that's an actual copy of the poster itself there on the slide. All right, so Shirley talked about the employer notice requirements. What about the employee's requirements? When does the employee provide notice to their employer that they need to take PFML? So this particular provision in the law really does replicate the FMLA. So it should be familiar to you if you are administering FMLA. It basically breaks down to whether the event is foreseeable or unforeseeable. And 30 days notice is required if it's foreseeable. And if it's not, it must be as soon as practicable. So you can imagine there are certainly circumstances that an employee would know that they're going to need to take leave, such as for maternity or paternity reasons. So unlike the other types of leave or accommodations that we're talking about this morning, PFML in the state of Washington is slightly unique in that it's not employer-granted leave. Rather, the employee submits an application to the Employment Security Department in Washington, and we highly recommend that employers not make any promises or guarantees. So this is very similar to, say, unemployment benefits, where the employee applies for those benefits directly from the state, and then the employer may provide similar information as requested by ESD, but ultimately, whether or not to grant the leave is up to ESD and not the employer. Well, how do these benefits work? Well, Washington's system requires that you have at least eight consecutive hours of absence in that first week. And if the employee meets that threshold, they are then permitted to submit claims on a weekly basis for PFML. The minimum benefit is $100 a week and the maximum benefit is capped currently at $1,000 a week However, we expect that will go up next year. ESD is in the process of rulemaking, and I believe it's going to go up to 1200 um, next year. Must health insurance continue while an employee is on PFML? This was an area where we received lots and lots of questions this year. So I'm happy to tell you that the answer is now very clear because ESD issued a regulation. And what that regulation said was that if the employee's federal FMLA leave overlaps with PFML by one day, the employer is obligated under Washington's law to continue health coverage during the entire period of PFML. So not the result a lot of us expected, but that is what ESD's regulation says. There are some ERISA preemption issues for those of you who have plans covered by ERISA. You will want to check your health plan to ensure that it permits you to make that continuation coverage available to employees. And in our experience, most health plans have recognized the need to grant this leave, but you will want to check your plan. And if you have any doubt, call your broker and make sure you can comply with this law. Like the other leave laws that Shirley and I have talked about today, PFML also provides job protection. But thankfully for small employers, the job protection only applies to larger employers. So in order to have protection, meaning the employer must uh, retain that position and not fill it permanently with someone else while someone's on PFML, the employee, I'm sorry, the employer must have 50 or more employees and the employee has to have worked for one year 
and 1,250 hours before in the year before taking that leave. Now that is very similar to the FMLA, but note that it's in the year before taking leave. So it's a slightly different measure than the FMLA. So if um, an employer grants this leave or an employee asks for the leave, be aware that there are also very strong retaliation provisions found in the law. So employers can't do anything that would attempt to interfere with the employee's right to use the leave. They're not permitted to deny the leave or attempt to um, treat someone differently because they took leave or expressed an interest in filing a complaint. So again, we really do recommend employers be very careful about taking action against employees who've used their leave under the PFML. And what this really means is employers cannot discipline for any attendance issues that are related to PFML. They can't allow there to be complaints within the workforce about how difficult this has been with someone's absence or have that affect the employee's ability to continue working once they return. You can't require an employee find coverage for their absence. And no stray remarks, meaning people should not be making disparaging comments about the fact that someone's not at work because they're using PFML. Even though, as you will see, it really does cause some challenges for employers because of the coordination that we're going to talk about. What great insight Catherine and Shirley provided on such a challenging new law. I'm glad they were able to break that down for us and share some real life examples. That wraps up this episode of Lane Powell Live. We hope you have found this information helpful with your understanding of Washington's paid family medical leave. If you have questions, please feel free to contact us or your existing Lane Powell attorney. Make sure to check us out on social media and subscribe to our mailing lists to receive the latest legal updates and event invitations. Bye for now. The lawyers of Lane Powell serve as trusted counsel advocates and advisors to clients who rely on us to resolve complex business, litigation, and regulatory challenges. We invite you to subscribe to periodic legal updates relevant to your business, written and published by lawyers from Lane Powell. To sign up, visit lanepowell.com forward slash subscribe and choose any topics that are relevant to your industry or business. Thank you for joining our discussion today. 